welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Saturday on KLBJ with hosts Ed and Ben Clements. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. It's another edition of the End Zone Club on News Radio KLBJ, live from the Deep Betty Cabaret, our home away from home. That is on special assignment this week in Hawaii. So you have me today, just me, myself, and I, also joined by Charlie Clums and Ben Klatt, our two very special guests. Charlie's been on the show before, if you remember. He's a, he's a whiz at golf, so we'll get into a lot of subjects today. We need to get into golf, guys. we got to get into football. Hornets football, Cowboys football, NFL talk, college football talk. We're two weeks away from just about now till kickoff. Two weeks, and we'll have college football. It is back. I'm excited. Thank you to our great friends over at Harry Breed and Herman. SMB Amusements, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick over at 5222 uh, Burner Road, Covert and Bastrop, and the Deep Eddie Cabaret, our home away from home. We're sitting at the Golfers Roundtable. A fun first hour with Mark and Scotty and a special surprise from John Paul Bear. We missed that guy. Uh, guys, we have a lot to get into. Um, I want to talk about college football. We're, we're, we're a nose hair away from the first week and with that comes a lot of expectations and I want to discuss with you all ESPN came out with a list this week it was the ESPN top 100 college football players I took a look at it y'all did I even discussed with dad this week and there are a lot of no-brainers on it and there's a lot of question marks I wonder what ESPN was thinking but to start out, let's just start with the top of the list. Caleb Williams being the number one player in college football. That's a note, duh. Not surprising. That's not surprising at all. A reigning Heisman Trophy winner, starting quarterback at USC. Um, just first thoughts on it. If you take a look at the list out there, folks, you'll notice one thing if you're a Texas fan. Quinn Ewers was taken off the list. He was not mentioned. He was not added. Nada, zero, zilch. There are 12 quarterbacks on that list, and Quinn Ewers was not one of them. To me, major insult to Quinn Ewers. Ben, I've got a comment on that. First things first, if we're a nose hair away, if it's one of my nose hairs, we're a long way away. Yeah, that's true. But that being said, we are very close. We're two weeks Long out. red hairs there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I am an adamant Texas fan, but looking through the list, I want to say this. Wegman, the A&M quarterback, yeah. not being on there. Yeah. Also surprising. Yeah. Also surprising. I mean, looking at it, they had they had the Kansas quarterback on there. Good player. Great athlete. Great athlete. They had the UTSA quarterback up there. How is how is he better than Quinn? They, they had have. Dylan Gabriel, the Oklahoma quarterback, who put up. He, he didn't play last year against Texas. Am I, am I wrong? He may have played a series. I, I think he played a series, but he didn't he play got the rest. Out of the game. Yeah. They have Dylan Gabriel over Quinn Ewers. And by the way. Dylan Gabriel's got a lot of talent, but should he be ahead of Quinn Ewers? Quinn Ewers is a he's a he. Uh, if you're in Vegas and you're and you're a betting man, five one two or one eight hundred gambler if you have a problem. But Quinn Ewers top ten in the odds. He's plus eleven. What is it? I think I have here eleven hundred plus eleven hundred to win the Heisman. That's top ten. He's on all the watch lists and not a top one hundred player and not a top one hundred player. This is a guy who they predict is going to be a top ten draft pick. But apparently he's not a top 100 player. I I hate to give anyone grief, but when you have a defensive lineman for the University of Illinois Mm -hmm. in the top 100, what is it, most exciting players? This was the top 100 players. Ahead ahead of the quarterback at the University of Texas? Yeah. 
Let's watch. Throw these rankings out. I know it is. It is pretty funny because we know ESPN and their clickbait people there. And so we did have we did have three Longhorns on the list. Xavier Worthy coming in at fifty nine. Very exciting. That's good. You know he he's one of the the best receivers in my opinion in in college football last year. He has twenty one touchdowns in his Mm -hmm. career, third most all time. We have Jalen Ford at number eighty eight which is pretty low, but he's on the list. That's fantastic. Then you also have uh, Jason Catalano, the transfer from Arkansas, the the safety. Catalan. 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 What's with the O at the end then? They're new, new names, new faces. Yeah. Jason Catalan, the safety, who's on the list. He's at, what are these, uh, 83? Also coming off a serious shoulder injury. Yeah, so just interesting. I think another player that I was surprised not to see on the list was Kelvin Banks. Very, very true. Not on the list. Not on the list. He he. The the big six foot six offensive lineman for the Horns. That's another guy. I thought a lot of disrespect, and I don't know if it's ESPN and kind of the national media's disrespect for Texas and specifically Quinn Ewers not being on that list. But that was bewildering to me to see the list of top 100 without Quinn Ewers on there. I mean, I, I think definitively the only quarterbacks that are that you can say for sure or deserve to be higher on that list are Caleb Williams and maybe Drake May out of Drake, UNC. Drake May was number five on the list. I, North I didn't Carolina have quarterback. any problems with the top ten. I My, thought the top ten was... was Pretty close to how I would. Well, real it. quick, just just for the viewers out there, the listeners, all let me go through the list. Just I'll go through the top ten: Caleb Williams, quarterback USC; Brock Bowers, tight end Georgia, who people say will make an immediate impact in the NFL next year; Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State wide receiver, phenomenal. Had, all a, had great. a had a very good season last year. Harold Perkins Jr., the LSU linebacker, sophomore, fantastic player. Drake May, as we mentioned, number five quarterback. North Carolina, Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback out of Washington, exciting guy, the lefty who is fast. He did, he did beat us. He, he, he did beat the Horns. Cannon. Blake Corum, 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 running back. Yeah, Michigan running back who just lit Stud. up, Stud. lit it up last year. I have no problem with that. Jordan Travis, Florida State quarterback. Who is that? I would pick Quinn over Jordan Travis. Then we have Jared Verse, Florida State defensive lineman, junior, and then at number ten, Michael Williams, the uh, the edge the edge rusher from Georgia, who is a sophomore who had hell of a season last year. Um, that top ten, it's hard to argue with, but I think I would argue. There's some things we would change. I would I argue would all change with with Michael Penix over Quinn Ewers. Michael Penix is a great great quarterback. If you saw him last year. He is fast. He's got a cannon. He throws the ball like Michael Vick. He throws it on a dart. But I think the point remains for my bias, my Austinite, my Texas fan, Quinn Ewers not being on that list, let alone not being in the top 20, is an insult. And that's just ESPN for you. Let's look at the roster this year. Who's the best player on the offense? Quinn Ewers. According to ESPN, Not according to ESPN. From the, your point of view, who's the best player the, on the, the biggest impact is Quinn Ewers. Bingo. Because, I mean, and I don't know, it's no disrespect to anybody else on the team. You know, you have an amazing wide receiver crew, but Quinn Ewers is the it factor. So I think that's your answer. One thing I noted from this list earlier, Ben, that immediately jumped off to me as, as well, Dallas Turner. I think right around 30. Yeah. That seems low. Yeah. Great player. Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Alabama linebacker, great player. I, I, I'm, I'm shocked. I think that's another thing that's wrong with this list. Yeah. Um, 
it's, you know, Bo Nix at number 14. I'm taking, you know, I would take Quinn Ewers over Bo Nix. I think at the end of the season, it'll have a much better picture of who are the, the real top 100 in college football. But again, it's just funny to me when Quinn Ewers has all these expectations nationally between, you know, the Heisman odds and the predict- top 10 pick, top 10 pick supposedly, and all the, he's on the, the, Tyler Rose watch list. He's on the Walter Camp watch list. He's on the Peyton Manning award. Well, you're on the Manning award watch list, and yet, according to some people at ESPN, not a top 100 player. If you are the quarterback at the University of Texas and a five-star recruit, you should be in the top 10. I agree. So you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, I mean, I, I like that take, Charlie. I, I think. Um, I, I do think Quinn still has a lot to show. I mean, he does. People forget that. He essentially was a true freshman last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That's true. He reclassified, went to Ohio State early. And so, I mean, I, I think he's, he's got a lot to show for. I think if Quinn showed a bunch of flashes, the arm talent is mm-hmm. absolutely out of this world. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if, if he just gets even slightly better with the weapons we have around, I, I mean our offense is going to be absolutely and should be explosive. If, if Quinn's taking a page out of Steve Sarkeesian's playbook, he's not paying attention to this. He, I don't think he's the one that's even going to take this as disrespect. He he just, probably doesn't even have the ESPN app on Probably phone. not. So uh, he'll be fine. I, I disagree with the list. That's the point. But, you know, there's still a season to play. Uh, guys, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to get into the, uh, the nuts and bolts of the Texas football season and all of college football. Uh, so stick around. This is the End Zone Club on News Radio KLBJ. Back after this message. Back on the End Zone Club on News Radio KLBJ, live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret. Thank you to our great friends over at Harry Breen Herman, SB Amusements, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick, Cooper and Bastrop, closed today, open tomorrow in the Deep Eddy Cabaret. Um, okay, funny. I, so I just went back. We've been talking about this ESPN 100 uh, top players in college football. And biggest upset in this table is no Quinn Ewers. But I was looking back at it, and so Bijan was number five going into last season, unsurprising. which unsurprising. Um, and Xavier Worthy was fifty-one on the list. What is he this year? I said he is fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. He dropped in the polls. Gr- granted, not a great year last year. Broken hand, yeah. as we know now. Yeah, a lot of. A lot of drop balls. Yeah, I think I think that's warranted. Yeah, I think that's fine. So it's funny. I'm, I've never really paid much attention to it. It's it's fun to talk about this top 100, but that's also ESPN. That's not an AP. That's not. I would I would even put CBS Sports over ESPN's list because you know they're biased. They're all idiots. There, no offense. Um, to well, they the, lost to the good writers to the mothership that is ESPN, not. Uh, ESPN Austin over uh, over at KLBJ over at Waterloo Media are great friends who are never never wrong. That is the best ESPN. The mothership they tend to screw up time to time. Um, I'm gonna get myself up in, in hot water. They're oh, up God. in hey, they're up in Connecticut. They're not plugged in. Yes. Texas football. Yes, the way KLBJ is exactly. So, One, yeah, <laughs> I think this is a good this is a good thing. Go to 1027 ESPN Austin for some real ESPN takes. This is a good thing for Sark and the players <laughs> and the team. This will light them up. I you think so though. So, I don't think they give a damn about this list. Sark- Sarkeesian already said how he doesn't pay attention to all the preseason polls. Texas number 11 and the AP poll. 
He was asked about it during a press conference. I, he says he doesn't care. I agree with you, Ben. But if there's something that is even slightly negative or not positive, mm -hmm. use it to fuel the team. Well, that's the cliche thing for coaches to do. That's what Kirby Smart did last year, and look where it got them. Well, Kirby Smart also had an NFL team in Georgia colors. So, Do we not with our wide receiver core this year? Texas does have a lot of great receivers. I'll give them that. And, you know, while we're at it, let's just get into it. Yep. Again, two weeks from today... Kick Texas off. will be either have their first victory in hand or it'll be, you know, slowing down there in the fourth quarter. By the way, kickoff next week, or two weeks from now, in Austin against Rice, 2.30 kickoff. It's, it's going to be hot. We, we, we talked about this. I don't know if this was during the show or maybe at a, a special Clements family dinner, but I'm, gonna, I'm predicting that two weeks from today, the, the attendance at DKR will be... Maybe 60,000 people. Maybe. And by the no. fourth quarter, it's going to be dropping to up 30. I completely disagree. You think it'll be a sellout or close to? I think it'll be close to a sellout. It is going to be. How hot is it right now in Austin? It is 106, 102. Yeah, we can. Yeah. It feels like 110. It feel, uh, there's no way they're going to get a sellout crowd. Yeah, it's much, also not. against Rice. It's I Texas football. I don't think it's a sellout, but I don't think it's going to be 60,000. Okay, what's your over-under on, on attendees? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, 87,000. Okay. 423. Are you selling the tickets there? How do you know this number? I may or may not have a little inside uh -huh. scoop on tickets. But think about it. Yeah. Sark's team is loaded with talent. Yeah. We've got guys under defensive coordinator of the been under the same mm -hmm. defensive coordinator for god knows how long yeah okay I mean, it's been it's been what three this is their third year how many defensive coordinators do we have before that cycling cycling a yeah there's cycling. a lot yeah. we've got great defensive players one that i'm really excited to watch is anthony hill mm -hmm. and i think this rice game is a great game for us to come out the offense is going to be boring it's going to be vanilla yeah we're not going to open up the playbook but it's going to be a good showing. I mean, think about... Do we, have a, know, do we have a spread yet for that game for Rice? I think it's 39. 39? That's a large spread that to open the season up. But what's interesting is the, the over-under on that game is 59, which I think... Wow. That's, that's a, that's a, they're expecting some touchdowns yeah, out of Rice. Yeah, I didn't that, see I, any Rice player on that top 100. No, I think that's low. I mean, I, I think the 35 be low, but I, I do think it, it will probably, as far as the over-under comes, I, I think Rice might have to score a touchdown or, or a field goal, and, yeah. and hopefully that's not the case, and the horns just hang It's horns, horns minus 35. So what I'm thinking about right now, I had a little Austin hiatus last year. I wasn't in town. Mm -hmm. I had to have a good reset. But the year before that, mm -hmm. I remember the Tech game. Yeah. Do you remember how many points we scored in the Tech game? How many? Enlighten us. 70. 70, that's correct. What was the score, 70 to 7 or something like that? Something weird. I think perfect seven, they, number. They, they had a late game interception, yeah. maybe a pick six, like yeah, very, very 70, late. 70, 10, something. Anyways, that was against Tech. Mm -hmm. uh, Tech's, Tech's a good program. They're not bad. Yeah. They don't have, you know, history for not having a great defense, but... Good God Almighty, what can we do against Rice? What is Texas, what do they have to do, in y'all's opinions, to, to Rice going into Alabama to, to make... add to the hype against yeah, Alabama? Yeah, to, to, to make Texas fans hopeful and happy and, and content for I, that game. I would say that, that Texas needs to build a significant enough lead to have Malik Murphy come in and lead a touchdown, lead, yeah. lead a touchdown drive. That's what yeah. I... 
I would or Arch Manning. Or, or t- well, I, mean, or I don't Arch. think we'll see Arch anytime soon. You need Malik Murphy, backup quarterback for Texas, who is now in his uh, redshirt sophomore season. I, I, I think is that correct? Or is it red? Whatever it may be, the guy that we have not seen play a down for Texas besides his spring game, who really including now has been a huge question mark so i agree with ben i I think if we were able to see enough of quinn a big enough lead maybe maybe open up solid showing out of the new running backs yeah and to see a little malik murphy that would be that would be a a treat for texas fans because we know how it happened last year with texas and alabama quinn ewers gets out hurt early hurt early and and it all went to to hell and back texas almost wins that game but the key for me is Texas? I've got a little different opinion. Ben. Scoring 50 points and keeping Quinn Ewers healthy. I wouldn't mind a 21, 28 point win mm-hmm. as long as half or two thirds of the playbook is closed. Yeah. Very vanilla, very boring. Let's not let. Let's not. Let's focus on Rice and let's beat him. Mm-hmm. But we better not be pulling out all the stops to beat him. It'll be it'll be interesting too because with Texas. You know, after last season, it's going to be a very. Uh, Dad disagrees on me. It's going to be a completely different offense, in my opinion. You have a lot of running backs. You have a hell of a lot of running backs. You brought in C.J. Baxter, one of the most exciting players from high school last season. Jonathan Brooks is coming back fast as lightning. But Texas has four phenomenal wide receivers. One of which is a transfer from Georgia, who caught a touchdown in the national championship. I think this is going to be a Texas Tech style air raid offense that I'm excited for and I think there's a part of it that Quinn Ewers is going to hope for that you know I agree with your dad Ben I think it's going to be very much the same it's just not going to be Bijan and, Ro- and Roshan were kind of a committee yeah a little bit Bijan well, was a duo this will be a true duo. committee they were you're right they were a duo Bijan obviously far and away the best running back not only on the team but in the country mm-hmm this is going to be a true committee. This is going to be more NFL-style, rotating running backs. That being said, Sark has always said this is a run-first offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I do love the idea of having three really good running backs and then and then Keelan coming in as like kind of your third All down. Purpose. Change, yeah, yes. change, of, change of pace. I, I think if you have Jonathan Brooks performing as as he should and and then you can absolutely wear teams down in the second half with Jaden blue and cedric baxter yeah it's gonna be yeah really and, tough hey let's not let's not forget about saving on red yeah but i mean just just looking at it i mean xavier worthy adani mitchell jordan whittington that's three phenomenal receivers and then arguably the, and, and arguably the best one isn't even a receiver jatavion sanders true is probably up there in the top five tight ends in the country because I'm, he is a receiver that happens to be a phenomenal blocker so they moved him to tight end i agree i think clear in a way the second best tight end in the country yeah only because brock bowers is such a stud yeah there's no touching that guy but jatavion incredible i don't think texas has been this stacked a receiver in and i can't tell you how long maybe since the the, the jordan shipley quan cosby days when he had Lima Sweet on that team, yep. but this is a very experienced and a very fast wide receiver core. All returning offensive line, too. I think this offense has to be good, Ben. Yeah, I still can't believe they left off Kelvin Banks. I know. From that top 100 list. Are you kidding me? Let's jump back to uh, Jatavion Sanders, JT. Yeah. I think he has the potential to be the best tight end in Texas history. Yeah, he could be. Um, 
But I think we should discuss that uh, a little later on. We've got to take another quick break. More Texas football talk coming up. We need to finish with some NFL talk, fellas. This is the End Zone Club on News Radio KLBJ. Be right back after these messages. Back on the End Zone Club on News Radio KLBJ live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret. Uh, thank you to our great friends over at Howie Breeden Herman, uh, SMB Amusements, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick, Covert and Bastrop closed today, open tomorrow, and the Deep Eddy Cabaret. Guys, real quick. Um, we need to send our deepest condolences to uh, the family of Bill Little, uh, Texas Longhorn legend. Bill Little passed away this week, the former sports information director, special assistant to Mac Brown, former uh, assistant athletic director, passed away a, a, a huge, huge person with the University of Texas, known by all, loved by all. I know he's a great friend of Dad's. So we want to send our condolences and our, and our thoughts to his family and friends on the passing. A, a, a Texas Longhorn who really will, he left a huge mark. He was there, a great stretch, Ben. Yeah. Really helped us compete, be yeah. a powerhouse in all sports. Yeah. Not just football like we've been talking about. I saw a great note from Kat Osterman mm-hmm. about him the other day. Yeah. Really, you know, hit home, felt good, read it, incredible. Yeah, so, so our thoughts with the Inzen Club are with the uh, Bill Little and his family during this tough time. Um, guys, we've been talking Texas football, and I'm still fuming over this top 100 college football players list. Um, opening up two weeks from today, the Rice Owls are going to be coming to Austin. I always loved those Rice games, seeing the mob. They have, oh, they so have the, good. They have the best band, funny band, little band, play great music, and they they can still poke fun, poke fun at the opponents, which I love. I oh, think. Yeah. I think Rice band number one, mm-hmm. Stanford band number two. Yeah, what, do they have a name? It's always like this. Look, it's always the smart nerdy schools that have it really is, good bands. It is. It They're is. clever. Whoa, Texas band is absolutely incredible. They're fantastic. Show band in the Southwest is fantastic, but let me remove them from the running. Yeah. And talk about other bands that are great. It's and funny. then also take it take it away from all the smart schools. Uh-huh. Go to a normal school. Kansas band is great. Okay. Okay, here we go. Very witty. Charlie's Very family, witty. they're Kansas people. So, I okay. Hey, I went to Texas. Stick to basketball. Yeah. Um, predictions on the season. We, Me and Dad have discussed this the past four months. What will be a good season for Texas? What's a great season? And what, honestly, quite frankly, is a failure for Texas? I'm in the, in the, in the boat where if Texas doesn't win at least nine games, this was a failure. This was a monumental failure. To me, it's ten wins or bust. Are we saying failure? threshold or what you think is going to happen if texas wins eight games i will consider this season a failure for steve sarkeesian he has the talent this is the last season of the big 12 before you go to the firestorm that is the sec there are a lot of there's Overrated. a lot of, of predictions saying texas should should win the big 12 if they don't win 10 games and do not see themselves in the big 12 championship something went astray wrong terrible failure I, I, I think with how much talent we have coming back, we have to have improvement from last year. And mm-hmm. uh, and there were so many games last year that it felt like we could have easily walked away with a win. And Oklahoma uh, State, yeah, Tech. It's, to name oh, a few. That Tech game was oh, rough. God. I was there. At the, I, 
I don't know if y'all remember. I was in Lubbock for that game. My now fiance went to Tech. Congratulations! Thank by you. the way, babe. I did get I did get I did get uh, engaged. By the way, folks, out there, if, if anybody cares, five one two eight three six zero five ninety to to give me the well wishes. I was at that Lubbock game, and I have never wanted to crawl into a hole more than I did going out in Lubbock. You that were night. you were distraught. That you was were, horrible. You were sending both of us text messages. It, it's it, it, about... you know it's bad when you're at a game. And um, I was sitting in some good seats. So we, you know, the, the Dykes family's good to our family. So they, they gave us some tickets in, in, I think, a donor section. All around tech donors. And you know it's bad when they're all patting on the back saying, like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, when tech fans are fine. doing that, that is a bad I, sign. I've never wanted to rip off my face more and just drowned. How many of those tortillas did you eat? As you know they snack? can't do that anymore? Oh. Hey, Texas Tech, I, I, I can ask... The fiance, I think Texas Tech, they outlawed that because it was becoming such a nuisance. I, I would say I, I would be grabbing tortillas out of the air and stuffing them. <laughs> so in my would I. Yes, yes. If I find some of that nacho cheese for the uh, for the, uh, the, the nachos, yeah, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That game was that was a game that slipped away. I kind of got we got we got off track, but that was a game that slipped away. This is the year for Steve Sarkeesian to right the wrongs. He's going to tighten the the, uh, the bolts a little bit. So realistically, what, what's Ale- your prediction? Realistically, run us through the schedule really quick. Rice, it's a victory, and if it's not a victory, <laughs> there's problems. big problems. Week two, we all know you go to Alabama. Not right a, now, not right, the best as of, Alabama team, as of right now, it's eleven Texas versus number four Alabama. We don't know much about the Alabama quarterback situation, but we know Nick Saban, and we know Alabama, and they just breed five stars that care. Heck, we know Milrow. We recruited him. Yeah, Texas is that they're going to have their hands full. If Texas can escape that with a victory or a very competitive game, it'll set up the rest of the season. And if they can leave Alabama with Quinn Ewers healthy. True. Good point. That's something we didn't see last year. Quinn Ewers got hurt, and everything changed. And even though Texas almost won... Quinn Ewers is in that game. It's kind of like the Colt McCoy theory versus Alabama. If our quarterback stays healthy, Texas wins the ball game. So if Texas can can leave Alabama with a a victory or a competitive game, that's great. They go to they 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 come back to Austin versus Wyoming after that. Their revenge game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to call it now. 127 yards, two touchdowns. For Nair. Oh, for Nair. Oh, against yeah. his old team. Yeah. I, I do think, yeah, that, that's just got to be a win. Wyoming is not a, very low expectations. Then on to Baylor. Yeah, Baylor, Baylor and Austin, or no, Baylor in Waco. It's really hard to play in, in, in Waco. It just is. Hate the stadium, but it's a great stadium. Yeah, McLean Stadium. It's cool. It's on the river. Very that clean, should, nice, new. My opinion. A great play to go to. Great place to go to an away game. That should be a victory. Then you got Kansas coming to Austin. There's your. There's another victory. Then we have the Red River rivalry. Red River rivalry. I still can't the say shootout. that. The shootout. The shootout. You can't say that anymore. You can't say that. It's can't say shootout. The fact that OU is number twenty in the preseason polls is shocking. Shocking to me. Dylan Gabriel is going to be coming back healthy, but that still doesn't give me any reason to believe that Brett Venables is going to have a significantly better team than last year. I, I disagree with you, Ben. I think 
Venables, defensive coach, formerly at Clemson. Everybody knows at OU before that. He's going to get the defense in shape, and they're going to be good. I'm not saying it's going to be more competitive. I'm not. No, I'm not talking about the game. I'm talking about OU season mm-hmm. and their team. Mm-hmm. Their team's going to take a big step forward. They have to. Well, they had a good bowl game, and that, that was uphill for them, and that was some hope. But uh, this, it'll be competitive. Texas is going to leave Dallas yep. with another victory. I agree with you there. Then on to Houston. At Houston. I, I want to go to this game. I would love to go to this game in Houston. I've never been to the U of H, their stadium. That's another victory for Texas. The, and we face the Mormons of BYU. Let's jump Great. back to Houston. One, okay. I think I think that's kind of a sneaky trap game. It, it, there's it a, could there's be. a lot of expectations. We're rolling in hot. We're what? 4 0, 5 0 at mm-hmm. that point? Uh, maybe 5. I, I would say more. Four and one. Four and one. Okay, we'll we'll chalk up that Alabama, Alabama game is going to be tough. Fertitta is going to blow it out. <laughs> it's going to be a big game. Like everyone says, whenever Texas comes to town, it's their Super Bowl. That you know, so I agree, but I, I won't attribute that to the to, to the Houston's or the Wyoming's or the BYU's. Horns will win. Horns may not cover. What then, you know, Texas, BYU. Well, I don't know much about BYU, but BYU is historically very good. They're the new guy on the block. Sark revenge game. Yes. BYU quarterback, that's a win. One, one, one thing is both BYU and, and Kansas State, the next two teams, have. I just have bad flashbacks. I have Taysom Hill. And I agree. Yeah. I oh. agree because that, that's fun. when Texas kind of gets the, that. Taysom Hill hurdling Dylan Haynes yeah. will forever live in my memory. The, the end is the season with four pretty scary games. Kansas State coming to Austin, number 16 right now in the preseason. Kansas State, the Wildcats. We know what they can do. They're, they're one of the favorites to win the Big 12. They are. So They've got a lot of returning talent. they got a great quarterback. That's a toss-up. I th- I'm going to say Texas is going to lose that game in Austin. It'll okay. be a shocker. It'll be close. Okay. Then Texas goes to TCU. And for me, that will be for Steve Sarkeesian, too, and Quinn, a revenge game. Last year, TCU. So close. They, they, they defense was on point. They allowed how many yards from Bichon? Sub-50. Oh. Yeah, very low. Sub-50. Texas is going to win at TCU. Then they go to Iowa State. There's a victory. I don't see it any other way. Yep. They're going to go to Ames for the last time, I and they're never going to look back. I, I would not blame them for never wanting to go back to Ames, Iowa. And then they have Texas Tech at home, Thanksgiving uh, week game. That's another big. That's a scary game. That's a scary game, but that's also a big revenge game. Those Texas yes. players that were there yep. last year, last season, remember what happened? The heartbreak. They what it took won. to get. What it took to get into overtime. I was there. It was horrible. Texas so, fans. Texas fans and players remember that. That's a victory. Ben, it sounds like you're saying tech, you you're predicting a ten and two season. I'm what? predicting a t- ten and two season. I think that's enough to get Texas in the Big Twelve championship. I agree. And, that's enough to get them there. And that's enough to end their their time with the, the Big 12 on a very good mark. That would push them forward in the SEC with the SEC giving Texas the respect that they're due. All right, Ben, what do you, what do you, th- what do you say? What do you think? I mean, I want to say 10-2. And, two, uh, and uh, you know what? I'm, I'm sticking with Ben here. I'm going, yep. I'm going 10 and 2 with the horns. 10 and 2, Charlie? Okay, okay. So, looking at this, I think we're going to win against Alabama. Yeah. I think we're going to lose against OU. I think it's going to be a shocker. I hate saying okay. that. And then I think we're going to drop a random game to a not good team in Iowa State 
or someone along those, a U of H along those lines, I think it's going to be, what, 9-3? and three? All right. It's terrible, but it's going to get us to the Big 12 championship. All right, we got to take one more final break. When we come back, we got to talk some NFL guys, Cowboys, Texans, Bills. Uh, this is the End Zone Club on News Radio KLBJ Live from the Deep Bay Cabaret. Be right back. Back on the End Zone Club here on News Radio KLBJ Live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret. Thank you, our great friends over at Harry Breeden Herman, SB Amusements, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, Sue Patrick, Covert and Bastrop, close today, open tomorrow, and the Deep Eddy Cabaret. Last chance to give us a call and give us your predictions on the Texas Longhorns, 512-836-0590. Uh, guys, we got to switch gears real quick. we got to talk about our second favorite football league, the National Football League. There are games going on right now. Our Buffalo Bills are taking on the Steelers uh, in Pittsburgh. They're down 14-0 right now. Cowboys play tonight. They have the late game uh, against, the Seattle. against the Seahawks. That is yep. a 9 p.m. Uh, kickoff. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're a diehard NFL fan, football you're, is back. It's football. You're going to watch it. But um, I like to pay attention to the former Longhorns and my teams. Um, one of those guys is yeah. Bijan Robinson. Finally made his debut last night. Um, he only played one drive, but it was a hell of a drive. He opened up his first touch in the NFL. Was a 12-yard run for the first down. He had a couple great moves, and that was enough for uh, for the people in Atlanta to say this is our guy. Can we oh. talk about that one-handed catch yeah. out of the backfield? Yep, incredible. Yeah, uh, Bijan really. He he was not on the field a lot, but he showed enough. Uh, it made some noise all over social media. I, I, I just love the fact in, in the practices where you see Bijan going one-on-one versus a linebacker, mm-hmm. which the running back should win every time, and he puts an absolute move on, yeah. and the Atlanta Falcon fans are going wild. No, yeah, I think that the Atlanta fans and the NFL fans know what we've known in Austin for a long time, that Bijan Robinson is very special. He is a, a game-changer because he's the new age of running backs that he can run between the tackles. He can bounce it outside, but also he has that Christian McCaffrey aspect where he, he can catch. He can catch, and that's what you have to do. And I think I, I really, I give him the credit where he's adapted his game to have hands like a wide receiver, and he showed it in his first appearance in the NFL. I will say, seeing him in what number seven now? Yeah, it's is seven. A little odd. Is it seven? I think it's yeah, seven. seven. Yeah, used to five. Strange. Used Strange. to five. Yeah, a little odd. Took me a minute to place him in the backfield I'd, but I'd, I'd know that that wiggle anywhere yeah that's yeah, true yeah. once you once you see him make a move you know it's Bijan. i know i just i'm so excited to what do we think about christian mccaffrey oh okay well going a little off he's a good looking guy yeah he's a good looking guy last he's time fast. last time ben and i talked to him we were uh no, we did we were in we saw Phoenix. Him, we saw him in the waste management. We said hello to him. Yeah. He's not big. He's not ben, big. I'm, I'm sitting next to Ben Clad here, who's all of six foot four, six five on a good day. I mean, you would make Chris McCaffrey look like an infant. Yeah. Well, uh, like Altuve. <laughs> McCaffrey <laughs> is an absolute stud. That's what I think about McCaffrey. I do. I do. And I think I, I, I really like McCaffrey. You know, we've got a fantasy draft coming up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Uh, what are some teams we like this year? Uh, Let's start off with the Cowboys. What do we think well, about the Cowboys? Cowboys are they're playing tonight again. <laughs> no, no, it's every year. We discuss this every week, every year, every month on this show. Texas and Cowboys. The expectations are so high, and once again, I'm drinking the Kool Aid for the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy going to be calling the plays. Scary, but I kind of dig it. 
I'm terrified. Tony Pollard is taking the reins at, at, at running back. They added a lot of amazing weapons, we, defense especially. Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. I'm excited Speedy to see him tonight. Back. Yeah. These Stephon, are the kind of guys yeah. that are fun to watch during the preseason. I think uh, uh, Dan Quinn has such an amazing defense. They added Stephon Gilmore yeah. to, to tag team with, uh, with Trayvon Diggs. Micah Parsons is still going to be the most electric player all, on defense. Although all-time at edge now. Yeah, yeah, that is strange. No, no, yeah, no, no line, more linebacker. No, well, I, I like that. Which I I, I don't I don't fan. disagree with. And big fan. So Cowboys should this. I'm not going to say this is going to be a Super Bowl team because it's probably not going to be. Win, do they win the NFC East? I think they should, and they. Eh, I, I they think, should. No, I think they should, too. They should. I, I think the Eagles are an incredible team, yeah. absolutely loaded, but I, I do think we could see a pullback. I do think they outperform. They've taken a themselves. step back a little yeah. bit. I, I think they outperformed themselves last year. Well, and, they, and they got really lucky. I don't want to say lucky, but... Um, a lot of good breaks. They had, they had a lot of really good breaks, but also Miles Sanders had the best year of his NFL career last yep. season. He played so well, and he it wasn't even for, for yardage. He had a hell of a lot of touchdowns, and... But Ben, we were watching the Eagles preseason game earlier. Yeah. AJ Brown, granted, yeah, he, was, he was out at that point, but yeah. he looks good. He's yeah. lean. He's I mean, strong. They they have so it's much talent. I, I just don't know if Jalen Hurts can pull that same season off again. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's an absolute stud too. I said this two weeks ago, and I'm sticking to it. 49ers are going to be my Super Bowl winning team this year. I just, I Brock Purdy showed us something that we have not seen in a long time in quarterback, a rookie doing what he did. Christian McCaffrey being in the loop now with a season under his belt in San Francisco, they're going to be dangerous, and they are my Super Bowl champions. So, okay, that being said, knock on wood, we've got a wooden table here. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Jameson makes the team. we got another Longhorn Super Bowl champ. Yeah. Alongside Shanahan, yeah. another Longhorn. Notorious for his, uh, his Longhorn butt tat, which I still don't believe that he has that, but that's the story. Him and Chris Sims went down to 36th Street and got tattoos together. I like the 49ers this year. I, th- I, I like that. They're they are a very, very good team. Shanahan is a great coach. And Chris McCaffrey, as little as res- as little respect as running backs are getting nowadays, game changer. Yep. For let the reasons a- we already stated. Let me ask you this. Who are they playing in the Super Bowl? Tough question. Yeah. Really tough. Think about it. We'll come back to it. Yeah. But- I- Let's talk about the Texans. Okay. What about them? I'm, what about I'm them? I'm trying to think. I think the over-unders at <laughs> what, what about four them? or five wins this year. My um, under. My pick of the year last under. year. Hey, the, no, no gambling advice. Um, my pick of the year last year was the Texans over and uh, on wins, and it did not even come remotely close. I think, I think this is a changing of the guard. I'm 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 not a Texans fan, but I'm buying in. All right, guys. Before we have to go, Super Bowl predictions. Who do y'all have? Oh, that's tough. I mean, I want to say the Cowboys, but the Chiefs look so good. I think the Chiefs take it again. <laughs> Boring. BK. Um, I I feel like this is a predictable, but I'm going Baltimore Ravens. I love. Oh, that pick. I like. I've heard I that many times. That I pick. like that. Give Lamar Jackson his respect. On oh, God. Um, I'm sticking with 49ers. Um, all right, that'll do us uh, for us here at the End Zone Club. Uh, thank you to Garrett back at the studio. Uh, we'll see you next week on the Inside Club. For Charlie and Ben, I'm Ben Clements. Dad, we'll see you next week. Have a fun time in Hawaii. This is the Inside Club on News Radio KLBJ. See you next week.